Raise your hand if you like saving a few bucks. If you do love saving money, join me, Susan Hogan, on News 4 at 5. Our NBC4 Response Unit is protecting you from scams, rip-offs, and dangerous products. We've already recovered more than a million dollars. Jim Hanley here. Susan's got your wallet covered. Wendy Rieger and I will get you up to speed. Staying on top of constantly changing headlines and what they mean for you. And Storm Team Force always keeping you ahead of weather changes. Join me, Doug Kammerer, and the rest of us on News 4 at 5, working for you. Welcome to Wilford Watches Podcast. Today we had Rhea O'Reilly on, part of EVE Wrestling's She Won series coming up this weekend and on demand later. So hopefully you enjoy the chat. We talked about uh, pizza, talked about horror movies, um, and of course professional wrestling. So I hope you enjoy. Thanks. Um with Rhea O'Reilly. She is a kick butt big hitting woman from Ireland and she is going to dominate the She One series in Eve Wrestling this weekend. Um welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you joined. Well, yeah, thank you for having me and I, I certainly hope that uh that is what's going to happen at the She One this weekend. It's certainly the plan. <laughs> so about the she one um if you listen to our podcast with emily and dan um we discussed the she one essentially like a g1 kind of tournament uh with three blocks and uh you've got people like viper jamie Hayter, millie mckenzie um rio riley you have charlie evans chris wolf which is a very interesting matchup and oh. casey yes <laughs> and then of course c block has tony storm jenny jetta and Command Bolshoi. So crazy, crazy stuff this weekend. Um, so yeah, so thanks for joining. Um, you were just recently in Japan, and you were there with Millie McKenzie. Tell yes, me about your trip, and tell me about Andresa the Giant Panda, because I saw a photo with you, so that was pretty well, wild. Well, I can definitely tell you about Andresa. I mean, I have to say, there are some things you have to, I have to put the disclaimer on what happens in Japan stays in Japan. <laughs> uh, for the sake of poor Millie McKenzie, no, um, <laughs> uh, we had the greatest time um, for both of us. It was our first time going to Japan at all, uh, never mind for wrestling. So we really just didn't know what to expect and we were really glad to be going together. Uh, we ended up being a tag team whilst we were there uh, on both the shows that we did. And yeah, we had an ama- amazing experience. Uh, we were over with Sendai Girls, which is uh, Mako Satomura's promotion. You may, your yes. listeners, viewers may have seen mm-hmm. from the Mae Young Classic. So uh, they know how much of a badass she is. Uh, so it was a, such an honor to be asked to come and work for her promotion. Uh, and yeah, I don't think we could have ex- asked for anything more. It, it was it was just phenomenal. They took care of us really well. The shows were amazing. The training was tough, but fantastic. And the culture is just 
I, I adored it. I'm in love with Japan already. So <laughs> That seems and, to and be a, a consensus with people that uh, travel is that it's kind of like uh, tattoos. Mm-hmm. You kind of want to go again and again. and Absolutely. And, uh, and of course, yeah, the icing on the cake. Uh, never in a million years did I think I was going to meet Andresa. <laughs> uh, to be honest, I didn't even know when we were going over that we were going to get to the DDT show. Uh, but... Uh, Mako Satomura was wrestling on the show and she was like, would you like to come as, as my guests? And we jumped at the opportunity and I I was like, I'm going to get to see Andresa wrestle live. (laughs) And then, and then as if that wasn't enough, getting to, to meet Andresa was, it was an experience I will never forget. (laughs) (laughs) That's a, sounds very ominous. Sounds like there's some really (laughs) cool backstory to that. Well, Uh, well, if I, if I told you he would, uh, headbutt me. So yeah, that's, that's like a, (laughs) that's a deal breaker. I mean, that's a, that's a 500 pound headbutt right there. Um, um, uh, If people don't know about Andresa, he's a giant panda that wrestles and you need to go and YouTube this because it will change your life forever. It will change your life. Um, (laughs) Absolutely. So, um, Tell us about your personal um, reception and kind of your response to evolution that WWE had. Um, Here on Wilford Watches, we are primarily a New Japan show. We do talk about British wrestling, Mm -hmm. pro wrestling Noah. We kind of try to talk about as many organizations as we can. Um, But evolution was kind of hard to pass up. That's such a seriously big event. So, one, did you watch, and what was your reception? Um, I'm sure you saw a couple of friends on there. Um, what did you think about the event overall? First off, I have to say that irrespective of what may or may not have been the intentions of WWE behind doing something like Evolution, mm-hmm. it, it can only be a good thing to put a spotlight on women's wrestling in my opinion there are some women who have been well all in that company that have been working so hard for so long to receive recognition and i feel to have a pay-per-view that's dedicated to you i i just i can't imagine the feeling that they all had on the day of that show and i mean they they WWE put out that little sort of backstage video and i think that really caught sort of the buzz and the hype that the women had and I think it it was great too because so many of the um, male wrestlers came out in social and really supported supported them in the endeavor too so I think that yeah of course we're we're far from a time when men and women are seen equally within WWE but I feel like it's it's a step it's a stepping stone in, in the direction that they need to go. Yeah, Emily um, of Eve Wrestling said it was a little slow, the progression, which I totally agree with. But Emily's a little fire starter, which I love. Um, and I love how <laughs> she brings that to Eve Wrestling because um, I am crazy about Eve Wrestling. Like, holy cow, just in the past month, I... Actually, I think I saw you originally on a Riptide show was the first time oh, I, okay. I, I saw you. And then I, I deep-dived on uh, EVE Wrestling in the past two months. So then seeing you go to Japan, that was like, oh, wow, I know her now. So um, Yeah, you go. Well, it, it was it's fantastic. Funny. It's funny with EVE On Demand because 
so the first ever pro wrestling eve show was my my wrestling debut that was the first time i i did a show so it's really funny because you can literally just see my career progression on one platform (laughs) you uh you were on the original like the very first card weren't you yeah that's correct yeah yeah that was my my first ever match so uh yeah it's like eight <laughs> eight can, years ago now that's wild eight, yeah i know i know it's crazy and it, it's so amazing you know to see where i've come as a wrestler as a person where the company has come and where the wrestling scene has, has come you know since then because I, I remember as well like training you know i was the only like regular female trainee where i was i was training uh and now i i help run a, a weekly class where i have like 15 20 25 women turning up every week to train so the it's amazing to sort of see full full circle where where everything's where everything's progressed to and 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 hopefully where it's going to go in the future so talking about training um i read that uh, you were a graduate of the storm wrestling academy for lance Storm. that is that is correct yes tell us a little background about lance freaking storm um, and how that, <laughs> were you better for it? Um, did he, um, like, tell us about that experience because it, we could only imagine what it would be like to be trained by Lance Storm. Um, but you actually had the privilege to do so. So tell us about that experience. Oh, well, absolutely. I mean, so I, I had thought about being a wrestler before, you know, in the way everyone's like, I want to be a rock star and I want to be a movie star. And I was like, I want to be a pro wrestler. I thought it was the most ridiculous thing, but I was like, nah, let's see what happens. And and I kind of, I benched the idea for a bit and went, no, I need to go like to university. I need to go get a degree. I need to have all this stuff. But that happened and I did that and it was great. And then I still was like, oh, I kind of, kind of want to be a wrestler. And there were places to train in the UK, but I feel like going to Storm Wrestling Academy was my version of like running away to join the circus. Uh, I just like packed up my stuff, put it into storage, quit my job, left uh, my apartment where I was living and just was like, I'm moving to Canada and I'm going to be a wrestler and let's go and let's do it. And it was, it was so funny because like from the moment I got there, like Lance picked me up from the airport and I was just like, Lance Storm has just picked me up from the airport and like there was no you know there was no that like introductory moment where you're like oh here we go it's just like hey have you got your bags let's go and it's just it's so crazy he's he's one of the most patient human beings I have ever met he's an amazing trainer he he really if, if you if he can see that you want to work hard he wants the best for you and uh and it's surprisingly funny i think that um because he's got more active on social media people are yeah. seeing that side of him but he's hilarious <laughs> and uh and uh and that's that's it's sort of nice too and and the great thing is like you know is even the time that passes he's so supportive of everyone that like sort of graduated if you want to say that from yeah, from storm wrestling academy online, which is fantastic he's he's supportive full of us he's always there you know if you wanted to ask him a question or bend ear want advice or you just want to you know chat and catch up he's he's there and and it, it means a lot that it's it it's it's not just like a money spending school you know what i mean he's not mm-hmm. just doing it to make money he really he really cares about wrestling he cares about the future of wrestling and and i think that 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 shows in how he teaches and and 
irrespective of what level those graduates are at, I think the people that come out of that training school are only a positive thing for whatever wrestling community they're a part of. Uh, he, he, you know, like, I think sometimes, like, aside from all the physical, amazing training he can teach you, like, of the physical stuff about wrestling, it is a community and, and we all have to support each other and, and good etiquette is so important and that's something that he still, like, really, really drives into all his, all his trainees and I think that's, that's so important, like, because I think, because everyone knows if you've trained there and so we're a representation of him at times you know so if you're going to go and be a terrible person on a show then people are gonna be like oh that's that it's that like storm kid and he's a jerk you know <laughs> yeah like, you know when you think about people who have been through the academy you really think of a very well respected and it's very good reputation everybody that's come out of there it's and that yeah, goes absolutely. to to credit all the credit goes to Lance for that. It's that's amazing. Um, oh yeah, he does. He doesn't suffer fools lightly, and uh, and I'm glad because uh, because it makes it a it makes it a better experience for everyone, and uh, and he he really does you know choose the right people to come and train with him. So, okay, this is going to be a totally random question, but I saw that uh, the amazing Alicia Tout um, asked you this. And oh I yes, wanna, I want to know she, more. She she is amazing, by the way. I just want to like shout out for her. I love she's like that woman. She's beautiful. She's intelligent. She's witty. Um, she's amazing. Fun. Yeah, she's yeah. amazing. Um, we all and, and I just started doing this podcast like three and a half months ago, and I've never interviewed uh-huh. anybody. Lance uh, Archer was my first guest, so um, I'm trying to learn from people like Alicia. It's out too. So um, awesome. She's it's great, right? Well. You just. Sometimes you just got to jump in and do something, and that's yeah. how you learn how to do it. And so. then just keep but doing anyway. it and keep doing it and keep doing it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, anyway, she asked me something. What was it? What What is a hexaflexagon? Oh. <laughs> um, uh, like, so I'm a massive nerd in a lot of ways. Uh, I mean, sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm not a big video gamer, mostly because... Um, my, when my last TV broke, it didn't get replaced, and so now I don't even have a TV or a games console, which makes me sad. But you know, I would also lose my entire life to video games. But I'm nerdy; like I love a lot of comics. I'm a big horror geek. I'm also um, obsessed with hexaflexagons. Um, there's a there's a YouTuber. I don't know if she still does new stuff, but her name is Viheart, and it's like this. It's like the original fidget spinner, but it's made of paper. Like it's, it's oh, you get a piece, you get okay. a piece of paper. Like you just need to go YouTube it. Like and you fold it and fold it and fold it and fold it, and it makes this little kind of thing. It makes a hexaflexagon. This <laughs> reminds keep, me of those little things it, that girls would have in school, like where you have it's to kind choose. Of, it's kind of like that, but you don't choose anything, right? It okay. makes this, and then you can just keep flipping it and flipping it and flipping it and open it and open it, and, and it's never ending. It's, it's, it's just special, uh, and I, I love, I love them. I don't know why. I am okay. So <laughs> I even have the... a, I have a, I have a T-shirt, and on the back it's got like a, a instruction manual like thing <laughs> for how to how to make a hexaflexagon, and I make um... them all the time. I make them all the time. I love them. So send me one. I want one from Rio O'Reilly. That would be amazing. I don't know if maybe it I would do, survive. Maybe I should do that. Maybe I should do like, hey guys, 
Like, you can get an 8x10, or you can get a personalized Texas Flexicon. Oh, my gosh. We just uh, hit a new market right there. Um, so I'll give, you a cut. I'll give you a cut of every single one I sell. Guys, um, you, you heard that. Um, that's a legal document. Uh, so, anyway, so I, I have the Google... Um, I have a web page showing on the YouTube stream, guys. This is kind of what she's talking about. Um... But uh, yeah, I still I'm a guy, so I'm very stupid about this. Um, so, anyways, it's 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 weird, right? I, I, it I is recommend peculiar. everyone to watch the video. And this video, once you watch it, you'll either like okay. become slightly obsessed with it, or you'll just think I'm mental. And I don't <laughs> mind which it is; it's okay. fine. <laughs> um, so something uh, that is very mental is that I read that in your past you fought uh, or you finished a match with a broken ankle. Is that true? True story. It is a true story. I'm sometimes a little bit stupid. I didn't realize it was broken <laughs> in my defense. Like, so I basically it was I was wrestling Sammy Jane, one of my great rivals. Yes. And um, it we, we'd got a little bit heated. And at the start of this match, I was standing on the outside of the ring apron. She came running at me, knocked me off the ring apron to the floor of the resistance gallery where we have most of our Eve shows. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and my ankle did not feel good, but I thought it was like a bad sprain. She was off gloating about being Sammy. And I was just like, Oh, I don't know if I can stand. I don't know. Oh, this is a bit worrying. But the next thing she comes, she grabs me by the head, chucks me in the ring, picks me up. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I can stand. Oh, let's just keep going. Forgetting that, like, two seconds later, you know, we're going to spill out of the ring, which we did. She had triple dives, and I got up and caught that girl on every single one of those dives. And I was just like, what am I doing? I then proceeded to continue the match. At one point, I ran up the stairs to collect Kota Ibushi to use him as a weapon in our weapons match. Not the Um, greatest idea to go upstairs when you have a broken ankle. Probably not, but what a great idea to get Kota Ibushi to punch Sami Jane in the face. That was a that was great. Uh, and then I, you know, and then I finished off by power bombing him through through a table into thumbtacks. Uh, won the match, casual, you know. <laughs> and then and then and then we finished. And I got I got backstage and I was like talking to another wrestler there. And it's like oh, my ankle doesn't feel very good. And they're like, do you want some ice? And I was like, yeah, yeah, great, thanks. And as the evening progressed, I was like. Yeah, it really doesn't feel good. Everyone was like, yeah, 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 you, you, yeah, you hurt your ankle in your match. Okay, like, get on with it. Because obviously no one thought it was that bad since I just uh, got on with things. And then the next, like, morning I woke up and I was like, well, actually, no, I woke up in the middle of the night in pain. But I woke oh, up the God. next morning and I was like, this is not good. Went to the hospital, went to, like, the accident accident emergency department, was like, oh, this isn't good. They like t- sent me for X-rays and all this stuff. And after, even if I have to, after I had my X-rays, I went to the 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 doctor and I just went, I'm really sorry. You know, I probably wasted your time. I mean, it was probably just a sprain. And he literally went, "Shut up! You've broken your ankle." <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh, okay." And uh, yeah, so that Irish de- strong style, you don't even uh, realize that. I mean, strength, <laughs> stupidity, who knows? Um, but I was definitely in <laughs> denial that I'd done anything bad. So <laughs> wow. uh, the good the good news is when I saw, when I finally got to my consultant, uh, my consultant doesn't think I made it any worse by wrestling. He was like, no, nah, this looks like you just did the damage. 
and it didn't get so I was like well I'm glad I didn't make it worse uh, by completing a hardcore match cool <laughs> so the Kota Ibushi but, didn't um, hinder your your. He did. Break. He did not, and wow. for that I am grateful. Interesting. Uh, so, yeah. So you know, uh, the wonders of adrenaline and a tight wrestling boot, I guess. Uh, <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, uh, adrenaline can I, take you very far. Um, but I mean, I, I wouldn't recommend other people to wrestle with a broken ankle. It's no. not the smartest thing. Uh, so don't try that at home, kids. <laughs> So, um, Becky Lynch is doing pretty awesome stuff right now. Absolutely. Um, uh, take no prisoners. And I mean, I, I'm, uh, hopefully people have caught up with this week, but I was, I mean, I know you want to talk about Becky Lynch, but I can't talk about Becky Lynch this week without talking about my girl, my girl, Nikki Cross. Yeah. Uh, making what a her debut. SmackDown debut. So me and Nikki used to go back and forth on the indies and uh, and finally, you know, I've seen her on NXT doing like the most amazing stuff and to see her make her debut, I couldn't have been happier with a, an opponent for her first match than, than Becky Lynch. So to see the two of them tearing it up on SmackDown, joy, joy and happiness. Like a proud mama hen, as Emily Reed told me. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's incredible. Like, it, it's just wild to see. Uh, I don't know how to say it, but somebody like Nikki Cross's character, and I don't watch on the regular, I watch NXT mostly for like the live of events. Um, but my gosh, like, seeing Twitter explode for somebody like Nikki Cross, for somebody who's not just like in a bathing suit with like, her you know stuff showing like she's just being a totally different type of character and having fun with it and i think it's just tremendous it's so refreshing and it, it it's um i don't know what you guys think of in the chat room but it's it's uh, yeah i hope she stays on the main roster i hope it wasn't just a you know cheap pop but she definitely deserves it um oh abs- absolutely 100%. like She's she's such a phenomenal wrestler, and I mean, I would say she's a great character, but uh, she's just a nutter in real life as well. So, uh, how much of that is acting? No, I don't know. But um, yeah, no, I think she definitely deserves that place on the main roster, and yeah, I hope it's a a permanent thing. And if it's not, it's a great stepping stone Absolutely. for her to be on her way to get there anyway. Yeah, and but but Becky Lynch. Uh, so much admiration for another phenomenal wrestler from this part of the world uh, like obviously flying the flag high for Ireland flying it for women's wrestling um, she's just phenomenal and I feel like for a while there you know she was kind of for use of under I'm not gonna say underrated because she wasn't everyone rated her but underutilized and I think mm-hmm. it's it's fantastic that she's really getting you know, over the last like year or two, she's really, and especially recently, really getting to show exactly what she, what she is capable of, what she can do, and what she's made of. So, speaking of people that you know and you admire, um, mm. are there any matches that you still want to have that you haven't had yet? Oh, of course there is. Like, I could absolutely throw some names out there. Give us some Madison- dream matches. Madison Eagles, uh, 
uh, Vanessa Craven, actually, I, we, we've done a multi-person, but we've never had a singles match. I've never wrestled Mercedes Martinez for some weird reason. We've been on a lot of shows together. Again, we've been in a multi-person, but we've never had a singles one-on-one match. Um, uh, Miku Satamura. Oh, let's, let's I was just waiting for there. that one. I was waiting for Miku. that one. Miku? Well, Miku. Uh, you know, uh, they're, they're... But I, I pretty much all of... The, anyone i haven't wrestled <laughs> I, I i just feel like the the caliber of talent out there uh right now is so high that um just you could have an endless like list of people that it would you could have a an amazing match with you know i'd really love to wrestle like taya valkyrie that would be cool i'm really Ooh. really excited to wrestle chris wolf this weekend it's the first time we're oh. gonna have wrestled each other yeah oh I always <laughs> hile at her. Um, it, so and it's 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 a difficult one. It's one's definitely going to um, pull the heartstrings of the Eva, Eva loyals because they love us both dearly. Um, I'm like, you don't have to choose. You just, just support the match. <laughs> exactly, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, yeah. So real quick, I'm going to put this on the uh, YouTube stream for you guys to look at. Um Rio Riley, I'm showing the the block B photos from the she one. So the she one's coming up this ah, weekend. Okay, yes. And um, it's gonna be oh. on demand a little later. Um, so it's gonna be Rio Riley in this block with Charlie Evans, Chris Wolf, and Casey Owens. And then uh, here's block A. You have Millie McKenzie, of course, Jamie Hader, the Rev Pro Women's Champ, uh, Viper, Madison Eagles, who um, she just stated, and of course here's C block with some. Just a just a casual May Young Classic winner, um, and Tony Storm. So just casually, just casually yeah, in there. Yeah. So so check out Eve Wrestling on Demand. Um, it's pretty phenomenal pro wrestling, and you get to see some old Nikki Cross and Nikki Storm. And I'm plugging it because I really love the wrestling. I'm not getting anything back for this. I just really love the women's well, wrestling that they're doing. You know what? I was I was sidelined for the first tournament last year with the broken ankle I mentioned, mm-hmm. and though that was heartbreaking. Watching that show from ringside was oh well that show those four shows from ringside was mind blowing. They the everyone everyone brings their A game for she won, and if it's gonna be anything like last year, it's just it's just gonna be some crazy good wrestling. And uh, there's a bunch of first time matchups in there. There's a few rivalries in there. Uh, but more than anything, there's just absolute quality wrestling. So, I, you know, if you're not sure, check it out, you know, um, because you might just find something that you love. Honestly, I was going to hang out for a month and just kind of catch up with stuff and kind of see what the buzz was about. But I'm sticking uh-huh. around. I'm sticking around Woo-hoo! because it's very, very good for wrestling. And there's always something coming up really soon. So, anyways, check it out if you if you have the time and, and the finances to check it out. It's very inexpensive. Um, so, we see a lot of intergender wrestling lately. And yes. I am personally very excited about that because I think that mm-hmm. does kind of level and equalize the playing field quite a bit. Um, but some of the more mainstream companies, especially like WWE, uh, they're not going to touch it. So what do you feel about intergender? Do you think it's a good step forward? Do you think that it's the, the wrestling viewership that still needs to kind of catch up with the times or what do you feel about that? Cause I think it's fantastic for pro wrestling. 
Uh, is it a step forward, a step back? Is it progress? I don't really know what it is, but what what I can say, my opinion on it is, we all uh, we all put the same work in, we all train the same uh, to do all the same things. So why shouldn't we be wrestling each other? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's it for for me personally. I think um, it, it comes down to this difficult sort of thing where I think sometimes wrestling is still grasping onto this sports bit and it's like we are entertainment we are entertainment that's what we are we're physical entertainment we're physical theater we're no one's saying that we're not athletes but it's not you know it's not legitimate competition and I'm so sorry if anyone like listening for any reason still believes that but you know and and I think it's Wrestling should be about the two people telling a story and grabbing you and, and bringing you in for however long they're performing in that ring. And it shouldn't matter if it's two men or two women or a man and a woman or whatever gender someone wants to identify as or label they want to use. Like, that shouldn't be what's important. Because um, you're right. We're creating all these fantastic matchups that just before, for some ridiculous reason were like taboo and couldn't happen um when you know you have some of the greatest matches are you know can be intergender matches it's all about the story that you tell uh and what you do with it i i and the big argument that people have like oh but like men are so much bigger than women i'm like (laughs) Rey mysterio wrestled the big show in a legitimate feud so if you can believe that you can believe anything so, like, anytime, like, <laughs> yeah, you make good points. Um, I just want to add to it that anytime, like, a lot of the Twitter, other podcaster friends are doing, like, fantasy drafts of, like, who we would pick and all this stuff, uh, I almost always go with Jordan Grace because she could mm-hmm. dominate, and she already has guys like Brian Cage and everybody. So it's like, yeah, it's, it, why have those boundaries? I mean, because... Because this is make-believe. This is a make-believe, like you said, physical entertainment. So people like her, people like yourself can step up to these guys and really bring it. And Yeah. uh, Yeah, I don't see why not. I know it's a little taboo, but um, I think we all have a little you know things we need to overcome and progress of course i think over here in the uk it's becoming more and more common you know like you mentioned riptide it's a promotion that regularly has intergender matches and a lot of promotions now will have at least one intergender match on their shows and it's not like a special gimmick special attraction match is just a match that's happening and it just happens to be between a man and a woman and that's that's becoming more and more common over here and it's not necessarily new like uh tegan knox that's uh sadly mm-hmm. an injury again but you know great in the Mae young classic she originally made her name wrestling men in this country before she you know stepped it up uh wrestling women as well so it's not it, it's definitely something that's um so I don't know about how it is in the States right now, but it's definitely becoming less and less to be over here. And in fact, guys are like, I want to wrestle her. Um, so, I mean, uh, Eve's sister, co- or brother company, whatever you want to call it, XWA, mm-hmm. does a shows called Equal Fights. And they're... Some uh, crazy stuff on XWA. Just, oh, yeah. I but, can't but explain the, equal, it. the Equal Fight shows are almost all uh, intergender matchups. 
And we had Doug Williams on there and uh, on a wrestling woman. And someone on Twitter was like, Doug, you're like a wrestling legend. How, how can you possibly do that? And Doug not only stepped up on social, but also on the day of the show after the match, got on the mic and cut, cut a promo. And he said exactly the same thing. And, and you know, he's he's very respected worldwide, I feel, but definitely, oh, yeah. you know, so much in the UK. And he was just like, we all train hard. We all work hard. We all want to achieve the same things. You know, it's and again, he was like, it's not about gender. It's about it's not. But it's a be a female wrestler or a male wrestler. We're all wrestlers, and I was like, "Hey, it's good enough for Doug Williams. It should be good enough <laughs> yeah. for all of you." Seriously, because he'll drop right. you on on your head if you don't agree. Um, right, exactly. And I will laugh as he does it. Um. <laughs> so, uh, we were gonna chat last week, and unfortunately, kind of came under the weather, so we had to reschedule. So, thanks yes. again for coming back. Um, oh no problem. But I still have a Halloween question. I don't care if it's too late. Yes. Okay, I just want to say yes. that hor- horror is for life, not yes. just for Halloween. So <laughs> I just want to put that out there. I think that's a strong message that needs to be spread worldwide. Um, yeah, we need to fit a. We need to put that into a, a handy uh, hashtag, and then we could absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so here's my Halloween question that um, yes. I wrote during my psychology class uh, last week. Uh, you're in a cave. Oh. And you have a TV VCR combo set, you know, old school style. Mm-hmm. You have three uh, VCR tapes in the cave that you're allowed to have. Which three horror films do you have? Oh, you're mean. Um, <laughs> I will uh, definitely have Scream because it is the film that converted me from a casual observer of the odd horror film to a horror fanatic it, it was the one that triggered it hit me at the right age at the right time and that when it came out no one had seen anything like it and it really re- was a real resurgence for horror and I could I will never tire of watching that so I'm gonna just throw scream straight in there <laughs> um uh for oh that's so difficult right because it's not like you want to pick your necessarily your like favorite horror films you want to pick the ones that you can timelessly watch over exactly, and over and over again exactly so right. oh i was not prepared for this question um <laughs> i think uh i will put in uh they live oh uh, good choice i absolutely it's my favorite john carpenter film it's just had its you know 40th anniversary it just got a real fancy release over here on arrow uh, and it, it looks super delicious. It's got artwork by Matt Ferguson. It's the restoration. Uh, and I actually p- picked up a badass Japanese They Live t-shirt from oh, a... wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's from a, a company in Japan called Hardcore Chocolate. And they like, cover like horror and pop culture and wrestling on their shirts I, I don't know it's amazing so I got a really as, as we speak yeah so. so I got a I got a they live t-shirt from them and then oh I think I'm gonna go Halloween the original the OG um it's just such a phenomenal film and uh, I was really happy that um I go to, there's a five-day film festival in London called Fright Fest every year. Mm-hmm. It's a genre film festival. See 25-ish films. Uh, mostly it's, it's mostly like 
world premieres, European premieres, films that don't maybe not don't have distribution yet. They're they're just doing the sure. film circuits. But uh, this year they showed the the 4K restoration of Halloween. And to see that on the big screen, it's such a beautiful restoration. And I don't think I'd ever seen it in the cinema before. And actually seeing it on the big screen, you really appreciate just how cinematically good it is. Um, it's a funny thing with Halloween because I, I, I enjoyed it when I was younger, but I never really was that scared of it until I went to Halloween Horror Nights in Florida, Universal Studios. They did this, and so they did the, they did, they did, they've done Halloween, Halloween 2, and I've done both the houses, but when I did Halloween, I don't know what happened to me, but I went in there, um, there was a group of wrestlers I was with, I went in, and we were going through the house, I was like, okay, and I, I love this stuff, like, I love it, but anyway... I paused my ears and all, all, I just stopped on the spot, started spinning on the spot. I was just going, ah, and turning <laughs> around and around and around like that was going to help me somehow. And I was just like, I don't know what's going on. It's never, I, like, I don't usually get scared by these things. Just killed me. And then he moved away. I managed to get past him. And then pop, pop, pop. Three more of them get me as I go through. And it's just like in a row. I, I was just traumatized traumatized and then uh, when i went back to watch the film again i was like yeah this guy this guy is gonna murder me so no um so do you know what i'll put halloween in even though it probably would give me the sleepless nights i'll tell you like a, a, a rat or a roach will scare the life out of me and i'll have my wife kill it i'm just gonna say that publicly because i don't <laughs> even care I will be on top of the table freaking out because I'm just a, a girly boy. So anyways. Um. Hey, no, it's, we, we all got our fears and phobias. It's fine. I just, I'm going to shout out as well that there's a film coming out. It hasn't got, um, I don't know if it's got distribution in America yet, but it's a Japanese film called uh, One Cut of the Dead. Uh, it is, I think everyone needs to see this film. So uh, I can't really tell you too much about it um without uh ruining it for you but it's a it's it's zombies um it's phenomenal it was definitely my film of the festival this year uh, and it's just it's just doing crazy things in japan like uh people should look up this 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 film it's 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 de- it's getting uk distribution at the start of next year so i feel like it's gonna be coming out in the states soon too, but it's really fun, and it's probably not quite what you expect it to be. Um, but they made it on like a ridiculously low budget. Mm-hmm. It originally was just on, I think, something like uh, three screens in Japan, and now it's like one of the highest grossing Japanese films like ever, or something. Ridiculous. You sold me on low budget. You sold me already. Oh, um. but like it's just, it's just phenomenal, and it's, it's funny and it's scary and it's uh the first 37 minutes of the film is a one shot and for people who don't know what that is that means the camera just ran for 37, 37 minutes. minutes oh my 37 god 37 minutes with no cuts that's wild and, and that's not even as impressive as the set that is the as the end section of the film so. okay all right yeah just, just definitely I'm just throw it out there I'm gonna it's have not to just check that out. it's not just for horror fans, but horror fans will appreciate it. So, yeah, Fantastic. one cut of the dead. 
yeah okay <laughs> thank you for that um so I'm going to throw a question I didn't have written down before. It's from John mm-hmm. in the YouTube chat. Um, he says, Hi, is, John in the YouTube chat. Hey, is she, uh, <laughs> is she touring stateside anytime soon? Maybe East Coast. Ooh, well, you know, I'd love to be. If they book me, I will come. Um, <laughs> so um, unfortunately, I missed, uh, I missed Shimmer in October because I was in Japan. Uh, so but I couldn't turn on my first trip to Japan. So uh, I do hope to be back uh, at Shimmer next year. And hopefully that will include uh, the WrestleCon show, uh, which will be what Queens. Um, so I'm hopefully going to be there. Uh, will I be doing some more shows while I'm over there? Possibly, potentially. Uh, who knows? Okay. I mean, yes. Watch this. I like, I really, okay. I really like visiting America. I really like, the east coast uh so it's definitely a possibility uh speaking of america um yeah do you have a favorite american slang or like phrase that you that's over here that um you know because there's a lot of british slang that we're kind of like hee hee ha ha to but is there any american slang that you just haven't heard only here in america that's uh do you know it's 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 a weird one for us because because you speak so english ex- correctly right well there's that uh, <laughs> the things the things that like so but the thing is because we are so exposed to like american culture through like all the tv shows and films that are on over here there's not much like that i've heard from america that sort of hasn't sort of crept into our culture but what does make me laugh all the time is like the different words for things um like or just the different ways we, we say things we say things like someone was like oh and then uh i saw this on accident i was like do you mean by accident and they're like what and i'm like yeah and um just all those things like the trunk and the boot they always make fun of yeah. me for saying the boot of the car yeah. and I'm like they're like it's the trunk and the sidewalk and the pavement and oh it cracks me up nothing uh something shocking and um aluminum and, uh, is a fun one uh, aluminium yes. but you know what's really weird you spell it differently too it's like it just blows my mind i'm like how did these things happen right because the, it's the same language and i'm just like how did this happen i don't understand Us, uh, we we revolted against the monarchy and we we thought we were cool and changed words on you i don't know i'm sorry hey about hey, that. Uh, hey i've seen i've seen hamilton so i know all about <laughs> that stuff i saw when i came out over here so i know all about the rebellion um no it, it's um yeah I, so i don't think there's any sign that you have that like i didn't know before i came over here though there's you know a word i never really heard people this is really silly but a word i never really heard people say before i went to america is whatnot um, you know, being like blah blah and this and that, you know, and whatnot. And I was like, "What are you saying? I don't even understand what you're saying." Um, <laughs> I was like, "What? What? Uh, that's not a word, I guess. It's just fallen out of favor in the UK." And when I hear Americans say it, I'm like, "Oh, it's adorbs." Uh, so <laughs> it's good, but um, but yeah, no, I don't think my American friends say anything too crazy that uh, that I'm like, "What are you saying?" So. So, sadly, 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 uh, uh, globalization has uh, prevented me from finding quirky, amusing American well, slang. Uh, after, <laughs> after a few years with the Brexit thing, maybe you guys will be, uh, you know, yeah. Anyways. Sensitive uh, subject. Sensitive subject. Hey, hot take. Hot take. Um, 
so let's touch on something else. Um, mm. You are not... Uh, how do I say this? You are not, like, super skinny. You are more just a natural-looking woman. And that's what a lot of guys actually like. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so tell me about body perception in pro wrestling. And is it still there, or is it just more of, like, a WWE kind of thing? I think it's definitely still there to an extent. Uh, purely because part of our business is it is an aesthetic business for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't think that's, but I think it's, it's shying away from you having to look a certain way. Uh, and I only think that's a good thing because we should be celebrating what people's bodies can do rather than what they look like. And I think that's so important because it's, it's tough to look, uh, as phenomenal as some of those women do like it's not easy and if you you know you, you know if you're working like I don't know right say you're working a nine-to-five job and you have kids and uh, you know maybe help out something else on a Saturday like it's hard to fit in the time to like make all those workouts and and like prep all your meals and eat perfectly all the time and and I and I think that it's important to to sort of have a variety of bodies. I think it's important that we're all healthy and that we're healthy human beings. But uh, I think, you know, strength looks different on different people. Um, uh, agility looks different on different people. And I and I think it's, it's only a good thing to have diversity. And that's, you know, that's in everything, in, in body shape uh, as well as sort of, you know, in ethnicity ethnicity and sexual orientation and whatever else you know and wrestling should be diverse i agree with you that's why i kind of wanted to bring it up just because it mm. feels like i don't know it's like we don't talk about that that much because it's like oh for sure it's something that we should talk about a little bit more often is that it doesn't matter what you look like it matters how you compete and how you present yourself in the entertainment side of wrestling so uh, absolutely and i and i think like d it depends what your goals are in wrestling as well for sure and or in life and and you know what some people just like live for broccoli and i'm not one of those people um i just i love cake uh, <laughs> and i love i love to work out though and and so i think like that's the thing like uh, you know, you do get those perceptions, and then, and, and sometimes, you know, I felt like I don't look good enough. I whatever, and then I go, hold up, you've you know wrestled all over the world, you've you've run five marathons, Jeez, like you can't even walk to the to the store. Uh, yeah, you know, you go to the gym and you lift X amount, like, and it's not even about those things. Like, no one is defined by metrics. No one's defined by their weight, their height, how much they lift at the gym, how far they can run. That doesn't define anybody. But I feel like industries and society want us to have these metrics that define who we are. And it's so ridiculous. And so earlier this year, I posted a picture of myself in my pants, so underwear, pants or trousers in America, in my underwear on Instagram, <laughs> on my Instagram, and just went... This is how I look. I'm okay with that because I'm really proud of all the things this body can do. And I think we, as a society, we just got to remember that. Like, yes, it's important to be healthy, but also appreciate where you are. Because if you just hate yourself all the time, how are you ever going to make yourself better?
you know, you've got to appreciate where you are to appreciate the journey you can go on to be wherever you want to be. I very well said, very well said. Um, and thank you for answering that because um, oh, yeah, it just seems yeah. like we don't talk about the sensitive subjects enough. So that's what I try to do on the podcast is I try to have fun, but I also try to bring up some serious things too, just because it needs to be talked about. Um, but- oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I'm the person who gets into political conversations with Americans. I'm not going to do that on your podcast. but <laughs> So I don't shy away from controversy. And I feel like it's also important that we... Um, we talk to each other and you don't just talk to people who have the same viewpoint issue because Mm -hmm. we don't develop and grow as people unless the opinions we hold are challenged. So it's important to go out and talk to the world and not just argue, but listen. (laughs) So listen to this. Um, I will. What (laughs) your favorite pizza topping? Pepperoni. I'm a classic pizza person i don't think vegetables belong on pizza pineapple most certainly does not belong on a pizza like i am i am all about like they call it like a pepperoni cheese done that's it i don't need anything else um that might be boring but i see it as you know just respecting the classics now do you ever um venture into like a thin crust or is it always like deep dish or well, I mean, let's get into just, the things that matter. Like, let's let's talk the about things that things. Th- there are the things that matter. You know, <laughs> I feel like no, no, I'm not talking about like Chicago deep dish pizza. You know, and I've had that and I love it, but I don't. Stuff, I'm not a fan. I'm sorry, guys. That's, that's I mean, I I will have that. You know, once every 18 months uh that stuff will kill you for sure but yeah like a pan if i'm gonna you know what though if i'm gonna pop over to italy i'm definitely gonna appreciate a nice thin crust over there i do like a good stone-baked pizza uh there's a place in there's a chain in the uk uh, called franco banca they do like sourdough pizzas it's delicious um so you know i'm uh, i'm open to bases <laughs> okay okay um, my toppings, my toppings are static, but I'm open to bases. Um, yeah, that that needs to be on a T-shirt immediately. Um, <laughs> so I think that's about it. Let me ask you about she won. Are you gonna win easily? Um, what's gonna happen in she won this weekend? No, no one is going to win she won easily. That is not a thing that is going to happen mm-hmm. for anybody because everybody's bringing their A game this weekend. So there are not going to be any easy wins, any easy matches. I mean, I say that Jetta is in the she one. And last oh, year, come on last. No. Okay. So for people who don't know, I'm not picking on Jetta. I have a lot of respect for her. Uh, she is a British wrestling legend. However, she lost matches, two matches in under a minute in the she one last year. So uh, those were easy wins, I guess. For, for the people that beat her, so uh, I, and I hope she she probably spoke for about ten minutes. Well, I'm then... hoping that I'm hoping <laughs> that she's gonna you know have a little bit better luck this year. Um, but I mean, my intention is to go in there, give it my all, and you better bet I want to win. Having to sit on the sidelines last year was so crushing that it's just made me more determined for this year. I mean, I'm wrestling, you know, as I said, Chris Wolf, who I love and respect, but she's tiny and I feel like I can defeat her. Maybe if I bring a stick and just throw it. Uh, <laughs> just you know. throw a piece of uh, meat out of the ring so yeah, you then counter she, out. Yeah, exactly. The 10 count, go. it'll be over. Um, 
uh, Charlie Evans, her and I have had some rivalries over sort of this year in group scenarios, but one on one, this is this is the first time. So it's uh, that's a, a match I'm very interested to have. She's hard hitting. I'm hard hitting. Um, she is we'll a weirdo. So if you if you if she's a well, weirdo. So if you say there's a UFO I, out there, she might look and well, you can distract I mean, her. right. There we go. Distraction tactics all around it. Me and Casey. uh, Well, I have an issue with that girl, so uh, I'm just going to batter her. And, uh, like, that's all that I want to happen. Like, we had a match at the last show, and it was um, was a match where I eliminated her. After I eliminated her, she came and, like, kicked me in the head. So That's inconsiderate. she started it. I'm going to finish it. Ooh. Okay, I think that's a fantastic stopping point that we'll put a pin mm-hmm. in it for now. We will talk about Riverdale maybe in another future episode if you want to come back and chat in the future. Well, I always love a chat, so I'm totally <laughs> up for that. <laughs> okay, guys, follow her on Twitter, please. Um, she has cool pictures, cool um, stuff about Riverdale if you're into that CW stuff. Um, a lot, of, a lot of my stuff on social is wrestling and horror. Yes. So those are the two main things I post about. So <laughs> so follow her at uh, R D Pixie, R D P I X I E, and she's also that same uh, name on Instagram. Um, if you want to go check that out, um, follow me at Wilford Watches on the Twitter, also at NJPWUS. Um, talk about pro wrestling. All over the place. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you see my cool Wilford Watches T-shirt, which I just released this uh, month. Really, they are they are fantastic, by the way. They're really pretty. Um, yeah, and they're I on like ProWrestlingTees.com slash Wilford Watches. I got a new white tee up there, so anybody wants to uh, partake in that. Um, and follow us on, on, uh, on the Twitter world. Um, upcoming, real quick, super quick, we have... A draft coming up this Saturday with four other guys, and it's going to be uh, called the Five Moves of Doom draft. We're going to pick moves instead of wrestlers. Then we're going to have a World Tag League preview um, on Tuesday, and then on the 15th next week, we're going to talk to Killer Cross, and I'm really excited about that. So tune in. Sub, review on iTunes, all that goody. We're going to stay on um, YouTube for a second uh, while I wrap things up, but uh, that's the end of the episode. Thanks, guys. Raise your hand if you like saving a few bucks. If you do love saving money, join me, Susan Hogan, on News 4 at 5. Our NBC4 Response Unit is protecting you from scams, rip-offs, and dangerous products. We've already recovered more than a million dollars. Jim Hanley here. Susan's got your wallet covered. Wendy Rieger and I will get you up to speed. Staying on top of constantly changing headlines and what they mean for you. And store people are always keeping you ahead of weather changes. Join me, Doug Kammerer, and the rest of us on News 4 at 5, working for you. 
Raise your hand if you like saving a few bucks. If you do love saving money, join me, Susan Hogan, on News 4 at 5. Our NBC4 Response Unit is protecting you from scams, rip-offs, and dangerous products. We've already recovered more than a million dollars. Jim Hanley here. Susan's got your wallet covered. Wendy Rieger and I will get you up to speed. Staying on top of constantly changing headlines and what they mean for you. And Storky Force always keeping you ahead of weather changes. Join me, Doug Kammerer, and the rest of us on News 4 at 5, working for you.